I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Welcome to episode 225 of the Cantabite Dispatch. I'm Emily Lind, and with me, as always, it's my delightful host, when I cannot say words, Brittany Brown. Hi, Brittany. How are you doing? Hello. How are you? Ah! Uh, how are you doing? Well, we'll get to get that first. I'm doing good. I, I just made an appointment to get my face waxed, so I'm excited to wax my whole face because it's something I've never done before, and I thought, you know what? I'm seeing my friends for the first time in three years, so might as well get my face waxed. Nice. How are you? I've never done that. Um, yeah. You know, I have been better, so um, we didn't record last week. Um, so we normally record on, on Tuesdays and then the, the Sunday before, um, I guess I, to put it mildly, my life kind of imploded in some ways I was not expecting. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, you've, you've heard some of this, um, Look, I'm not I'm not going to go into details and I'm not going to name anybody and there's, you know, there's as there's parts of the story that are not mine to tell, but I also feel like on our podcast we've been pretty open and honest about shit that's going on with our lives and I would feel weird not talking about something so major um a couple weeks ago, I had a two-year relationship kind of come to an end. Um, and not even like a definitive end to me anyway. It seemed more like a he's not in the right place right now, but maybe somewhere down the line, you know, this is a guy who I still love and we're still going to be friends and, and who knows, maybe, maybe at some point we can we can get back together and then on so a couple weeks after that i found out he is not just like oh that guy's an asshole but um quite possibly hey that guy is a sociopath and i don't i don't mean that in like a 
hyperbolic way. Um, so I'm in this of uh, this weird position of, I know a lot of of, of lies and, and manipulation were going on, and I don't know for how long, or if any of it was ever real. I feel like it probably wasn't. Um, fuck, I, I fucking hate quoting TV shows, especially something that became like a meme. But I was, I'm doing a BoJack Horseman rewatch because that's really smart to do when I'm already fucking depressed as shit. But there's this quote that I really like, even though it's it's become trite, which is, um, when you look at somebody through rose-colored glasses, all the red flags just look like flags. And that's sort of how it was. Like I was so, so deeply in love with this guy. And now that I know the things I know, there's a lot of stuff that I never should have put up with in a relationship and uh, is fairly textbook like emotional abuse 101 shit um i will i'm not i'm not gonna you know make claims of stuff that didn't happen you know this is not a guy who was never um like yelling at me or even or even insulting me or anything like that it was more um like i'd get i'd get mad at him about something because you know we were in a relationship for two years you get mad at people and i um I told him in the beginning of our relationship um, that I have have a hard time expressing my feelings in relationships, and I tend to shut down. And he like was like really encouraging me, you know, like oh, we have to communicate; it's the only way the relationship can work. You know, I want to know if you're upset with me because otherwise, how am I going to fix things? Which is great to hear, but then every time I'd ever went to him when I was angry. Literally every single time he managed to turn it around where I ended up being the person apologizing for being upset and then feeling like guilty and terrible for like a week at a time because I had hurt him by being mad at him for something he had done. Um, even even looking back to the beginning of our relationship, because um, we were we were friends for a while before we got romantically involved and the thing that we really like took our friendship to a different level was when I was confiding in him about um another I mean not even another relationship just another guy who had kind of um fucked with my head and I just remember how how indignant he was about it all and how much he railed against this guy and how I deserved so much better and how, you know, like I should never put up with that kind of treatment. And it's just, I, I can see that was his way in with me, even though he, he ended up hurting me. I mean, far more than this original guy ever did. And, and, in and far more um, calculated ways. Um, yeah, it was like any, any time I was upset because like, you know, he'd, he'd, he'd 
withdraw and he'd go quiet for days at a time. And when I would even, you know, just checking if he was okay, it was always, oh my God, I'm under so much stress. You know, my, you know, things with work, things with my family, things with my mental health, blah, 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 blah. I, like, I can't deal with the added pressure of you caring about me. Where, so I, I would, I would end up feeling guilty and feeling I had been too needy, even though my neediness was wanting to know that he was okay. Um, and uh, like even even the breakup was so weird because he didn't he didn't just he he didn't he didn't end things with me. Um, he could have like he could have just said I'm not you know I'm not like I don't have feelings for you anymore or I can't do this anymore and that would have been in fine but that would have made him like the bad guy or whatever so he just withdrew and withdrew and withdrew until I finally like one more last time kind of called him out on it <clears throat> and and again it was this I you know I have to prioritize my mental health I have to prioritize this and this and this and so I had to be like okay you know I guess just know that I'm here whenever you need somebody like I still love you and that's kind of how it ended and so I had I had been sad and feeling so guilty and feeling like I had pushed him away and not been understanding enough. And now I know like all of that was just excuses and lies. And I was saying, I was saying somebody earlier today, um, like, this is a guy I talked to more than anyone for like the past two years. Like this is the guy good things or bad things. He's always the one I wanted to talk to. And so it's not just like, Oh, I had a bad breakup. It's I, the man I was in love with didn't actually exist. This guy, and not only the man that I was in love with, but like a person I thought was my friend. Um, and so, like, I can't even, you know, when you're, when you when you have a breakup and you're sad, but you still have, like, you can, even if it's painful, there is a thing of, like, looking back at when you were happy together. And there can be comfort in that. But when I look back at it now, I just want to, like, fucking shake myself for being so fucking stupid as to not see who this guy was. I mean, I, I know, I know that I shouldn't blame myself for that, but again, there were so many red flags along the way and so much of like, just like thing, little things now, like lying about inconsequential stuff or, or just like little, little insidious comments he would make like, as negative things about people I'm friends with, like people we're both friends with that just like planted little seeds of doubt about people I love in my mind. And I am, it is very, again, like it's really hard for me in relationships to like open up to people 
which I, I realize sounds strange because I can do it on a podcast talking to, to strangers, but that that's much easier. And so he, he knew all that. Like he was, he, he got me to tell him all of my insecurities, like all of my vulnerabilities. And so he knew every button to push and pushed all of them. And what what's kind of scary is the the only reason I got out of it is because he, I don't know, got bored, found another like victim. I don't even I don't even know. But otherwise, I would I would still be in it. I'd still be totally in love with this guy who fucked with my head in every way possible and made me feel guilty for 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 loving him and wanting him to be okay and you know wanting to talk to my boyfriend and I think could have like easily like isolated me a lot more from from friendships that I have and and just made me really even more reliant on him so like as like in some ways I'm just I'm kind of lucky that he got whatever he needed out of me and moved the fuck on but uh it's been it's been strange because it's a situation where again I I don't know what the truth is like I can deal with a breakup you know, you eat a, you're sad and you eat a pint of ice cream and it sucks, but it's a breakup. But this is, I genuinely don't know that the, the person I loved, but the person I was friends with, if he, any of it was ever real for him. And that really shakes up your like world view in terms of trusting other people in terms of trusting yourself like I kind of always thought I was a good judge of people and I am not um and and I mean thank god I have I have really good friends to talk to I mean you Brittany have been like super great and other people as well um just have been so helpful and like listening to me like fucking have a nervous breakdown for for the last week and a half but yeah uh so that that anyway that long story short that's why there was no podcast last week (laughs) no the real story here is that Emily found Chuck in some weird universe and Emily and Chuck were together for two years and Emily is finally free of the Chuck disease and now <laughs> she's coming to me. She's like, Brittany, I, I, I understand the uh, diary I will now. say your the, the diary, diary was a passage than mine. With the, that led me <laughs> that, to the, the light. Last, the last 12 minute, that diary entry I just read out, not, not, nearly as, not nearly as fun as 13-year-old Brittany 
holding hands with somebody in the church basement. You know what? Today's is going to be extra spicy because I was scrolling through today and I found a good one. And I'm thinking, you know what? This will be a good one to read on the podcast. But yeah, um, I'm happy for you. As as heartbroken I am for you and how angry and annoyed I am, I am so happy for you that you're you're free from this and you know you get to move on and you you learn from this horrible thing that you went through, but also like you're mourning a loss of a person, of a friend, of someone that you thought you knew. So I can't imagine what that's like, you know, just having someone be your life for two years and then all of a sudden that not existing anymore. And you just kind of trying to figure out, you're like just picking up the pieces, trying to figure out like how to live again, basically. So I commend you for getting out of bed in the mornings, going to work, for just getting through this because this is possibly the hardest thing that anyone could ever go through. And it's so unfair and it's so cruel. And I'm sorry that anyone would ever do this to you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's one dead body away from being a Netflix documentary. Uh, like I, I, one of my, one of my most read book genres is probably like, you yeah. know, like domestic thrillers and shit. Yeah. And well, again, nobody, nobody died in this situation. And, you know, I, it, this wasn't a like sca scamming somebody out of money situation. Although that I at least would kind of be able to understand because then like, you know, the person is getting money out of it. But I guess getting somebody to, to love you and, and like prop up your ego is probably its own kind of reward. But yeah, like I could, I can't find like a... This isn't one where I can just like go read. He's just not that into you or something, because it's 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 a different situation. I don't know. I don't. I mean, there probably are uh, self help books for this, but I can't find them. Hey, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know the hey, you are dating a sociopath help book. I don't know. I mean, it, it exists somewhere. I mean. It, it's a story, but I just, I feel for you. I feel for you and for you having just like to pick up the pieces and to forcibly move on. But I'm happy for you now because, you know, you're, you're free from this because, you know, before all this happened, you know, you were in that mindset of, you know, it's, it's going to get better or, you know, I'm here, you know, no matter what, but now you see, you know, just the sociopath. So now you're able to see that and now you can allow yourself to move on because that's what happens sometimes when like you're comfortable in these kind of relationships where it just, it kind of like takes over you and yeah. it's, it's like a disease. And sometimes like it you can't find a cure and sometimes you can, and you found that cure. And I'm, I'm really happy for you because it's hard. And you know, what you've been going through is a nightmare. And now that you're free from this and now there's no what ifs anymore. Now there's no, you know, just thinking like, 
you know, it could get better. No, it can't get better because he's a sociopath. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like, and there's, there's other much worse details, but those like our stories that are not mine to tell um and so i can just i I can just you know i'm going to talk about what happened to me and he's a piece of shit and yeah i feel like eventually everybody in his life will know he's a piece of shit but for now you know you know he's a piece of shit and my friends know he's a piece of shit and as as much as I wish I could like burn everything to the ground, that's it's not always the right option. So I'm just very glad I never met this person because this person just seems horrific. <laughs> well <clears throat> Yeah, t- celebrations in two weeks. Yeah, there you get to meet real people that are not psychopaths. Hopefully. And who knows? I, <laughs> I no longer feel like I can. No, I'm not going to say I can no longer trust anybody because I trust a lot of people. And I'm not going to let him ruin that for me as well. So we're going to have a good time at Celebration. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, it's Star Wars. You know how we feel about Star Wars, so... We're going to have a good time at Celebration. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to see gonna, our smiles right through those Zen95s. We're going to see the remarkable Chris Hall, who is doing art for the uh, live fan fiction reading. Um, oh, yeah. So, okay, Ooh. look. It might, be, it might be sold out for by the time this goes up. But on the chance that it's not, buy tickets for Steel's party. It's the, what is it, Saturday night? Yes, Saturday night at 7.30. Yeah. Uh, Go to SteelWars.com for tickets or look on his Twitter um, at SteelWars. It's going to be so much fun. There's a live podcast where we're just going to, you know, like, I mean, I assume like last time, you know, talk about exciting things that have happened celebration or if there have been any announcements probably going to be taught I, I would imagine going to be talking about the kenobi premiere i always forget that that's happening but uh and then we're going to do the fanfic read um yeah like i said chris hall is doing a print for it in the style of like a harlequin or um if you're in the uk mills and boone uh like romance novel cover uh i i'm really excited for it can't wait to see it um and I believe like that'll be on we're gonna sell prints that and the money is gonna go to um uh the Amandala initiative uh equality Texas. So good. Yeah. And we're gonna see we're gonna see Christine and we're gonna see Turbo. I'm glad that it ended up he was able to come because he was very unsure. And we're going to see, yeah. yeah, we're going to see Chapman, and he's going to have hats, even though we're in California. <laughs> we love hats. We have hats all year yeah. round. And we'll see Catherine, and we'll see Struthers, and we'll see, well, I was going to say, like, we'll see Araj, but you see him all the time anyway. Yeah, but it's still so much fun seeing Araj. He gives the best hugs. <laughs> I apologize to anybody I have forgotten. Uh, I, my brain is not good lately see the last you know 
20 minutes of this podcast. Uh, we'll see Ed. Yes. And Kevin. Yeah. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Because, uh. like, Kevin, I mean, and, and like Chris and, and, and even Ed, like, I kind of met them last time, but now I feel like I'm, like, friends with them. And that's much different. I know. I feel like I just know everyone so much better. Like, I was mes- messaging Kim the other night just being like, I'm so excited. Like, this is like a family reunion. Like, we're seeing family. Oh, yeah, Kim's coming. I'm, yes. I'm really glad. Oh, yes. my God. Her art is so fucking cool. It is adorable, and it always makes me happy. I love the style. Like, it just is so, like, chic. I love it. Yeah. And lots of, like, pretty pastels and things and just cuteness. I love a pastel. You know, if I didn't have Carlos, I would have that all over the walls. <laughs> There was a print she had last time with um, with BB-8 and BB-8's girlfriend. The pink BB-8. Fucking loved it. And the little hearts. That was adorable. I know. So many so many friends we're going to see. I think we're going to see Eric Struthers, too. I'm not sure if we named Eric. Yeah, we named Eric. Yeah, Eric Struthers from multiple podcasts. Um, speaking of podcasts, so the Sith List just celebrated 300 episodes. They're That's not right. like us, and they record every single week, which is crazy. I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Oh, and um, Blue Harvest just celebrated seven years, so shout out to Haas and Will, two of the best gentlemen around. They're just extremely nice guys, and I love them, and their live stream was good. Uh, Haas is way too hard on himself. He got so nervous, but he was great, and he looks very good with his new short hair. I know. I could tell he was shaking, and I'm like, "Poor baby, you're doing great." I and was so, especially- I was so, yeah, I was so happy when Will showed up. <laughs> I know, but I wanted to see him chug more seltzers. <laughs> that was so cute. I know. I had to go see Doctor Strange, and I would have much rather seen Hawes chug a couple of seltzers. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you can. Uh, they both did uh, streams for their uh, shows, so check those out. Oh, they both have YouTube pages. Sith List is just the Sith List, right? And I think Blue Harvest is just like Blue Harvest Pod. Anyway, check them out. They were they were a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it's simple. And plus, you can just try to find Araj's shocked face and you'll find the podcast. <laughs> It'll jump out at you in the thumbnails. So, at Celebration, I guess there's panels and shit. Yeah, I guess there's a lottery. So, we'll find out (sighs) if we get to go to the panels. And, like, the lottery is an actual fucking lottery. So, it doesn't matter what time you join. It's all random. That's good. Like, and that's always, that's sort of, like, the first panel of the day each day. Because that's, I guess, they're putting the, the, like, biggest panel first. Um... And the lottery will be both for actually being on the stage and they're also doing, like they did in Chicago, um, a couple of overflow rooms where they are live streaming it. And then, like, for other panels, like, throughout the day, like, there'll be, like, a thing, like, starting at, like, 9 o'clock each morning where you can try to make reservations. Considering how badly the app has worked in the past, I am uh, not setting my hopes there. Uh yeah, it's bullshit because let me tell you, they say they say this cute, adorable thing saying that they're not allowing overnight um, waiting, but 
it's going to fucking happen. There are going to be people that are going to be waiting overnight like for these panels. They can't control They'll it. They'll just be waiting in a different place. They'll be waiting to go in and wait. Yeah. Yeah, like that's what's going to happen. Because I've been seeing a lot of people confused like, oh, like we can't even wait for the pre-line. Wait for the pre-line, guys. If you guys want to hang out in the dark in Anaheim, go the go fucking ahead like there's gonna be a lot of people there you're gonna meet probably some lifelong friends in those lines you never know maybe you'll meet the love of your life like i i think that it's a great experience to wait overnight in the line because it changes you as a human being so i recommend i recommend getting some sleep because maybe i'm wrong none of these panels are going to be life-changing Yeah, you're probably right. But I'm wondering, so the overflow rooms, because I'm worried that I might get into an overflow room and they're not going to show some footage that they're mm-hmm. showing in the big last rooms. Time, last time so, what they did was it was like the overflow rooms had everything. It was just the the broadcast from the celebration stage where they cut out the trailers and shit. Okay, just making sure. Because I was thinking, I, I remember we went to the rise of skywalker pan or overflow room and i was thinking they didn't really show anything like what are you fucking talking about we had the trailer i know but they showed the trailer to the to the to the normal people too yeah but for for mandalorian mandalorian they didn't remember because we got the fuck were you in the overflow for mandalorian no i was in the big room okay yeah because i was in overflow for mandalorian and we got the the whole like we got everything including the fucking amazing Werner herzog uh voiceover and fucking anybody watching from the show floor didn't, which is stupid as shit. But whatever. Yeah, the kind of but I don't know that the kind of shit excites me that like I'm seeing things that like no one else can see. Sure, like I'm I, terrible. I, I I I'm fine with them not showing it to like people who are watching over the internet. But if you're paying to like you know what was like two hundred fucking dollars to go to celebration, like you should be able to see it wherever you are. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that, that if you're on the show floor, you should be able to see it. Like, they need to work on the streaming stuff. Because, yeah, what are you paying $200 for? Seeing, like, Jonas from, like, 50 feet away? Like, no. I mean, you can see him. He's very tall. Yeah, but you can also see, like, your friends and, <laughs> like, Star Wars, what's going on. But, yeah, I think the only panels I'm really interested in are... Lucasfilm, uh, Mando Plus, and the 20th anniversary for Attack of the Clones, even though the Phantom Menace one was shit. At least, like, I mean, we know that Ewan and Hayden are both at the convention, so hopefully we'll be at that panel, because if it's just fucking... Anthony Daniels taking over shit again and plugging his book. Uh, I think Chris Hall might commit a murder. Can just Chris Hall come on stage and like act like he's Anthony Daniels? Because I think that would be more interesting <gasps> than Anthony Daniels being on stage. Yeah. Fuck Anthony Daniels. Mean ass motherfucker. Look, I always thought he was annoying, but the fact that he was mean to kenny baker makes me hate him who would be mean to kenny baker like just i don't know that's just so fucked up 
Also, just don't be mean to any of your co-stars. Like, what the fuck, dude? You're also just playing a fucking robot. Yeah, like, what do you, like, you're going to see these people for the rest of, like, your fucking life. Like, you should be nice to them, because then, like, they're going to tell their friends that you're a big pile of shit, and then everyone's just going to think you're a big pile of shit forever. (laughs) So, maybe be fucking nice to people. Yeah. He's also just super annoying. And has been telling the same stories for, like, 40 fucking years. Yeah, Mark does that, too. I don't, to a certain extent... Like, I don't, I don't begrudge people that, like, I don't begrudge people going to conventions and making bank. Like, good for you, man. Like, do what you do. You got it. You, you know, it's not like Anthony Daniels has a huge acting career. I don't begrudge him making money. I begrudge him being an asshole and not having interesting stories and being a dick. Yeah. And for plugging his book all the time. It's like the same book, right? It's like not different books. He's just no. written one. I think so. Jesus as far as God. I know. Well, I might want to go to that panel to just spite him. <laughs> we should do a just live glare. recording. Just glare from, the entire time. A live recording from his podcast and just being like, all right, Anthony Daniels just said this right now. <laughs> I think we might get kicked out. It depends. I mean, I was almost kicked out of a, um, I went to a Star Wars night in 2018 and they had like a Galaxy's Edge panel and like you couldn't have yourself, like you had to put your cell phones in a bag and everything. And I had a notepad and I was writing notes and like apparently that was not okay because like security was like hovering me. Like I was like a piece of meat and there were fucking vultures. So weird. At eh, Disney, you know, just d- weird Disney things. But I mean, hey, for everyone who's going to the Disney parks, fuck. No, I'm kidding. Um, if you guys have any questions, if you're going to the parks, have questions. Uh, let me know. Um, I I want to help anyone who's having a Disney experience have the best Disney experience, because you're kind of fucked going on Memorial Day weekend, and I'm saying that like kindly because it's going to be very packed. You guys will be going in the midst of there's going to be a bunch of grad nights and that's going to be, I believe, the Thursday and Friday that the convention is. So if you go to the parks on those days, you're kind of fucked, but you're only fucked for a little bit because like they go to California Adventure and fuck off anyways. So if you have any questions on like how to combat any of that, just let me know. Yeah, most of the people I know who are going are going for Star Wars night and not doing like a like a big day long trip yeah um if you do go on star wars night though you should be fine because i've had a couple people ask me about like if i need to download like genie plus or if i need you know to check for fast passes or whatever first off fast passes aren't free anymore because fuck chupac but also um the biggest thing that people do at those star wars nights are pictures because they bring in everyone and anyone. Like, they bring, like, A.O. Secura for pictures. Like, they bring in, like, Ahsoka. Like, they have so many photo opportunities. And those are always, like, super nuts. So, those are the big thing. Like, no one's going to be waiting in line for Peter Pan for an hour. I don't think. Everyone's going to be in Galaxy's Edge, too. So, if you want to go to Disneyland and do, like, random Disney things. Like, the storybook, you know, Little Ride in Fantasyland or Indiana Jones. Like, do those. Because that's... 
I don't know. But I'm biased because Galaxy's Edge doesn't really tickle my pickle. But um, there's a lot of other Disney things that you can do there. It's Disneyland. Yeah. And have a, um, a Baby Yoda beignet because it's like a matcha flavor. It's supposed to be really good. And it's cute and green and it looks like Baby Yoda. I like the Baby Yoda. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah, like I want to see the big the big panel the first day where it's like, you know, with the Lucas film, like whatever the fuck where they're talking about. God only knows what. Um I want I want I want an Andor teaser. Um other than that, I mean I kinda I'm probably gonna try to get into the Bad Batch season two panel. Weirdly. Who would have thought? I know. But Omega, she's so cute. Yeah, she's she's cute. And she doesn't just fall over things. She's actually like competent and learns lessons and teaches lessons and has character growth that sticks. And I'm just a sucker for like the whole like her and her dads who are her clone brothers, but are her dads, and it's very cute. And she and Wrecker are adorable when they're like walking around eating space popcorn together. Gotta do some marketing for Galaxy's Edge. You gotta put the popcorn in the show. I don't care. It was fucking cute as shit. Oh man, if, if we get Emily into the Disney parks, I would have to have oh. Emily eat the 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 Disney popcorn. Oh, but yeah. well, but we're not getting me into the parks, so. I know. Fuck Bob Chapek. I miss the parks, but fuck Bob Chapek. Yeah. But have fun, everyone else going. I'm so happy for you. Eat, eat a ton of beignets and Dole Whip for me. Yeah, I, think I can still get that out fun. of the parks. Yeah. Um, yeah, Disney's my happy place. Um, it's, it, it's crazy how when you go into those gates just how everything else like your problems go away um oh see i think i would walk into those gates and be immediately stressed because there's so many goddamn people and i don't know where i'm going and everybody wants to go on the star wars ride and i want to go on the star wars ride but i feel i don't want to go on the star wars ride because there's too many people but you'd have me and i'll be like okay emily we're gonna plan out our day we're going to go here first. We're going to have a ball. I just want to, I want some Dole Whip and that's about it. Uh, we'll, we'll get that at Trader uh, Trader. I can Sam's. get it with, with, with liquor, right? Yeah. I recommend the light rum versus the dark rum. Um, it doesn't, oh the light God. rum. Yeah. It doesn't overpower it. Choose. Yeah, because the, the dark rum kind of overpowers it, like, just a little bit. But, like, the light rum's, like, sweet, light, fun, okay, fab, fit, fun. So. That's good to know because normally yeah. I would always go with dark rum. But that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you said something. Yeah. And, yeah, Downtown Disney has a bunch of good food venues. Um, Splitsville has a bowling alley. So if anyone wants to get their bowl on, you can go to Splitsville. There um, – I know Emily just made a weird <laughs> face. There uh, – whole barbecue they have like barbecue and hawaiian pizza and it's like to die for it's so good okay yeah it's barbecue cheese pineapple and it's 
fucking delicious. No, um, pineapple and cheese can't do it. Uh, yeah, it's good. And then uh, you have uh, Ballast Point Brewery. So if anyone wants to get their craft beer on, um, you can go to the Jazz Kitchen and get some beignets, you know, some New Orleans-themed foods in California. What sounds better than that? Overpriced California food. Um, if you're feeling a buffet, you could go to Storytellers Cafe inside of the Grand California Hotel. Um, if you're feeling Mexican food, I believe the place is called uh, Tortilla Joe's or something. Um, but yeah, again, if anyone has any questions about downtown Disney, the parks, et cetera, et cetera, please, God, let me know because um, I'm invested in your trip as much as you are invested as your own. So <laughs> please involve me. <sighs> That should be your job. Disney travel agent. When I applied for the Disney college program twice, um, one of the jobs I was applying for was to be one of like the vacation people, like the ones who like stand around at the kiosk and try to like plan your vacation. But for some reason, Disney didn't want to hire me, Emily. I really don't know why. That is their loss. Yeah, like I was about, I I was going to like do what my sister did. I was about to move to Florida and just have like my own life in Florida. Like I was, I was so ready for it, but then I didn't get the job. Then I became a dispatcher in a casino and uh, history was made. Yeah, man. Sliding doors. Think what could have been. I know. We never would have, we never would have met probably. I know, right? Like, that's so weird. And I probably would have been at Celebration because it was in Orlando and that would have been like when I was there. So, like, I would have gone to Celebration and like met everyone, but not, not at have the met same them. time. Yeah. Like, uh, you would have like, met, like, yeah. You would have like, like, it would have, like, if it were a movie, it'd be a scene where you like literally run into Steel Saunders and then just walk off going, look, who the fuck was that dude? Why didn't he watch where he's going? And that'd be the end of it. Yeah, or like run into Carlos and be like, God, that guy smells. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Carlos does not smell. I, I buy his, his deodorant and his cologne from Bath and Body Works. So he, he smells he smells nice and clean. It's, it's just his pillows that are just really old. You know how men, fucking men, and like they, they don't like to get rid of things. Like they're pillows that they've had since like they were a fucking child. And they love it because it's their pillows and it's something that's familiar to Yeah, but to there's them, like but... no pillow left in the pillow. Yeah, and then they fucking smell and you have to put fucking tea bags in them so that they don't fucking smell. And then you have to like what you have to get new like new covers for them because like he he sweats and like he like there's oil and then like there's like oil stain like it's you know, being in love is a is a great and a terrible thing. Okay, so what I've learned from this is cargo is oily and smelly. Yeah, but <laughs> No, he's he's not smelly. Like that's the thing is that like all people are smelly. Like I have to do that too, or because like I have so I have oily, oily hair, and I've always wanted to like control that. But then I found out like, that like you can't. But um, yeah, everyone's smelly. Everyone smells. Like that's just life. You just have to learn how to, you know, get your way around it. Like I. I always fear that I forget to put on like deodorant in the mornings and then like I carry like extra deodorant with me because I fear smelling bad. 
That's like my biggest fear is like, what if I smell bad? Like you can't fucking do anything about it if you don't have any deodorant or perfume on you. Like I always carry like a little perfume. I have like deodorant with me because I have to keep it at work because I run and I have it in my car. I have it like everywhere. I can't smell. What if people meet me and I smell? What can I do? I can't do anything. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess you're fucked. Everybody would be like, "What's what's fucking smelly Britney over there?" It'd be the worst. But I know I bought a bunch of dresses online, and I hope they come before celebration. No, they should because they say it'll arrive before May 25th. I'm thinking, yeah, because I'm leaving May 24th because I decided I didn't want to work on my birthday. Because at first I was like, yeah, Yay. I was going to do a half day and be like, you know what? But then I remembered, like, when's the last time you took work off, Brittany? Like, you, d- you don't do that. You, you did that when you went to Hawaii, but that was a year ago. But yeah. And now you get to pick me up at the airport. I'm so excited. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited to pick Emily up at the airport and to have Emily in my car. I know because Carlos is like, whose car should we take? And I'm like, I almost want I almost want to take mine. So like Emily, like it's like the full like California experience, like being in my car. And Carlos would be driving, of course, because like when I drive with people in my car, I get nervous and then I get like really close to the steering wheel and like I feel like I make more mistakes than I should. Um, I've never gotten in a car accident with people in my car. But yeah, Carlos will be driving because I'm very confident in his car and his driving skills. Okay. But I'm just I'm just so excited. Like, you know, um, my car got really fucking busted before Christmas, but it's it's now nice and refurbished. So I'm excited to have people in my newly refurbished vehicle. Yay. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any, like, Star Wars news. Um, uh, it seems like Obi-Wan, they're gearing up and doing, uh, promotional shit, but there's not been any, like, you know, anything particularly, like, oh, there was a, there was a fucking trailer that we never talked about, wasn't it? Because, uh, we didn't, we didn't record, and then we didn't, we also missed, uh, May the 4th, but... That's fine. Like you got everybody's opinions on Kenobi. It doesn't fucking matter. We're not going to talk about the trailer now. I thought it was better than the first one. Uh, if you really want to know uh, Brittany's opinion, you can hear her. go track down that uh, Sidless 300 and listen to that because she was on there. Uh, Y'all y- know my opinions on Kenobi. I don't, I don't care. It looks fine. Uh, George is really fucking hot. I'm lo- looking forward to Uncle Owen. Yeah, and if you watch the video, you can see me crush my finger because while we're watching the trailer, I move my chair forward and I totally crush oh. my middle finger. Like it's still bruised. It's fantastic. And I try to make like a cute face like, oh, I'm watching. But then you can kind of see the pain in my eyes. It's great. I recommend watching it. The only thing I remember from the trailer is is uh, Uncle and Sweet Burn against Kenobi, the like you've trained his father line. That was good. That made me happy. Other than that, I thought, look, the bad guys look cool. Uh, I hope they don't fly on those lightsabers. I am anti-flying. Yeah. I also thought that, you know, the second trailer was way better than the first. Like, I, why not hear Ewan talk? Like, why do you tease 
us like well, this. Well, because it was a teaser. Yeah. It was a teaser. But That's literally what it was. Yeah, but this was too, because we still don't know shit. Yeah, that's fine. But what do you want to know? Like, you're going to watch it anyway. It's not like, you know, they're going to give you any plot things. You're like, well, I wasn't going to watch Kenobi, and now I will. I'm just going to sit in spite watching it the whole time, just waiting for it to fail. No, yeah, it should be fine. I'm yeah. I'm excited. Um, oh, yeah, and it's going to come out during Celebration. <sighs> I'm hoping they just let us watch it the, the day of when we're all in the fucking panel so we can just get it over with. I, I just, uh, I would rather just watch that on my own and not, like, deal with other people's shit. Like, either way, either people love it or don't like it. Like, I, even if I love it, I don't, I don't know. I, I'd rather be spending celebration doing other stuff than watching two episodes of a TV show. Uh, Ahsoka started production. Stupid I, fucking hat. Look, it is because they so they post. If you're not on Twitter, they post like Star Wars posted like the Ahsoka like director's chair and propped on like it's empty chair that says Ahsoka. It has the Ahsoka like logo or whatever for the show, I guess. And then it's like Filoni's hat hanging off the side of the chair and all I can think because I saw it several times throughout the day and all I could think is it looks like Dave Filoni is dead and this is their memorial picture to him because that is when you take a picture of an empty director's chair with something the director is iconic for on the chair you don't do that for people who are alive because it's insane it reminded me of when I went to my aunt's funeral and they had her glasses on the table. And I'm like, damn, that's sad. <laughs> it's just that. I'm like, damn, he's gone. He's, he's gone to directing. <laughs> it's just what it looks like. It's such a strange thing to put as your promo. I don't get it. Maybe that's just me. But that's that's all I could think of. Um. Anyway, fuck that show because fuck her. Uh, anyway, um, is there anything else that happened in Star Wars? No, I think that's it. Okay. Uh, anything else happened? Like, oh, did you like Doctor Strange? Yeah, I, it was fine. Um, I don't, I don't know if you know what happened, but it was, it was a, it was a fine film. And would I see it again? Maybe. Would I never see it again? No. Like, I know some of the major cameos. That is about it. Uh, look, I like I like Sam Raimi a lot, but I like Sam Raimi when he makes Sam Raimi movies. Like Army of Darkness, or Evil Dead, or uh, A Simple Plan, and less when he does, like, other shit. I'll see it when it's out on Disney Plus, I guess. Um, I, I'm mostly interested to watch it because the guy who wrote the script is the guy who is writing the script for the uh, Kevin Feige Star Wars movie as of right now. So I just kind of want it would give me a better feel for who that dude is. I mean, I liked the, the Loki TV show a lot. And I think he wrote some of, if not all of that. So, yeah, I'll see it eventually. Um 
Anything else, Brittany? Where can you be found on the internet? Oh, Emily. You forgot the most important Oh my god, diary entry. Jesus. Of this episode. Jesus. Emily just wanted it. to power yeah. through. Emily has just Yeah. It's okay. I, I know the diary is a lot, but it continues today. Okay. Okay. All right. So this is the end of chapter four. I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but each, uh, like, you know, the first half of my freshman year, second half of freshman year, summer, like, those are all chapters. That is, and this is insane. No, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's, it's perfectly normal information. Um, it's just, it's very well planned out. Yeah. That's like, if you are publishing your diaries, going back and putting in chapter entries makes sense. Doing them as you write your diary is bananas. I love you so much. Emily, I, I know, like, I, I think it's pretty obvious that like 14 year old me really wanted to see this shit in books. Like I was writing this for like my future self that was going to write apparently. Like I... I don't know, but let us go back to mm -hmm. June of 2010. It was about to be summer. I was a freshman in high school, like just young little Brittany, you know, meeting new people, doing sports, living, laughing, loving. That was me. Um, the quote for this one is, I really hate who, is, who he has become. Uh, this is titled Knowing Too Much, June 2nd, 2010. All weekend, me and Chuck were talking on the phone. This all changed when he dissed my profile picture on Facebook. I decided to forget about this because I have better things to worry about. This time, no, this is the last time I write here as a freshman in high school. So much has happened, too. I still can't believe that happened. But you know what else? Uh, I believe happened well apparently according to Nate Chuck's best friend Chuck went out with Serena last year and he let some girl Vanessa the one I called acting like I was Chuck's girlfriend gave him a blowjob I was shocked for some reason and I don't think he will ever be the person he was when we met again. I don't think that was even him, but whatever. I just miss the person who he really was. I miss the person who I kissed for the first time. I miss the person who I spent a day with at the relay. I miss the person who asked me if I was too cool for hugs. I miss the person who went on stage in front of the whole school and saying, oops, I did it again. I miss it so much. No, I miss so much of him. And I know for a fact he is not the person who I wished he was. He is worse. You see, I always, I was always scared to hear what he does at insert high school name here. And now I know. God knows what else he does. He does not give a shit about anyone else but himself. I guess this is the person he has always been. And I guess I am the only person who actually does love him. I would have done anything for that boy, but he just declined my offer because of the skating fever he had. Bullshit. And then, it's almost over. But this is like, 
this is like the end quote before chapter five, which is um, summer of 2010, which Emily shit slaps in 2010. Um, Yeah. So I said, we all knew this was coming, but we never thought it would be like this. Oh, that's That's dramatic. That's where I'll end it. Do you remember what he said about your Facebook profile pic? Yeah, so I I was I was doing like a model pic next to a tree and I was wearing green so like I looked like I was here with the trees and he had his brother post on my Facebook wall and say um like your profile picture looks stupid or something you should take it down. What the fuck? Or it looks dumb. I don't know, but yeah. It was it was stupid and I was I was really upset about it because I mean we had spent like the whole week talking on the phone and you know now I find out that like another girl gave him a blowjob. God damn. I know. Fucking mad dude. Just accepting blowjobs from everyone. <laughs> I'll give you a nice quick I'll give you a nice sweet update after we're done recording, uh, to find out uh what happened to the girl who gave him the blowjob. Oh, that's exciting. Okay. Yes. Uh, how do we end the show? <laughs> Brittany, where are you on the internet? Not giving blowjobs. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, yeah. I have a Carlos. <laughs> wow. I apologize. I misspoke here. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Canto Burnt. What about you? I am on Twitter and Instagram at EF Lind. The show is on Twitter and Instagram at CantoBitePod. You can also send us email, CantoBitePod at gmail.com. Other than that, thank you for listening. Try not to fall in love with any sociopaths, and we will talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye. Ghetto bitch number one doing it fulcrum style. Uh, check it out. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. Fuck all the rest, be a Ghetto bitch. Brittany the Ginge and Emily Lynn. Bet on these two to show place and win. These are the girls you've been looking for. Unique takes on Star Wars and more. Listen every week for laughs and fun. Take it from me, Ghetto bitch number one.